So recently, somebody commented on my audio video slash podcast where I talked about the fact that Sonic Funches director Kishimoto indicated in a Q&A that he is very interested in bringing in established comic book characters of past Sonic lore, mostly indicating that he would like to bring in the Freedom Fighters, that being Sally, Bunny, Antoine, Roder, Dulcie, Lupe, you name it. However, however, this person also commented that they that not only are they excited, that not only are they excited and everything for the possibility of this happening, but they also feel that there's going to be some loops that need to be, I guess you could say, run around. You know, some kind of hoops to be, you know, jumped into and through to make this happen. However, I want to make it perfectly clear to this person, as well as anybody else that's wondering that. And that is, one, there will be no loops or hoops that have to be, you know, run around or gone through to make this happen. Why? Because Sega themselves own the rights outright of these characters. No matter how you want to view it, they own the rights. Not Archie, not, you know, Wild Brain Entertainment, Dick Entertainment, if you will. You know, not the family of Ben Hurst, not Pat Ali, you know, not, you know, IDW, Sega. Sega themselves own the rights. And the reason they own the rights is because the Freedom Fighters are based on those animals that you would rescue after every stage was cleared, every level was cleared in the classic Sonic games. That is why. Thus, they do not need permission from anybody, and I mean anybody, to want to use Sally, Bunny, Antoine, Roder, Dulcy, Lupe in the games. They do not need permission from anybody, period. And if you're wondering why, if they don't need permission, they haven't utilized these characters since the days of Archie, in which wasn't that long ago, it's quite simple. It's quite simple. It's because of the fact that they want to use the momentum they got with IDW Sonic right now, the momentum they got with Sonic Frontiers, to rebuild and reestablish the Sonic franchise as the premier gaming franchise, you know, in the world. That is why we haven't seen these characters yet. Not saying we won't, because I have a feeling eventually we will. It's just going to take time. And I think the first place we might see them, of course, will be the IDW comic. When and where that happens, that's totally Ian Flynn and Sega's call and all that. And the group that Ian Flynn is involved in. Because Ian Flynn, believe it or not, is involved in a, I, I guess you could say, an exclusive club that Sega, along with IDW and everybody, put together to help build... This connecting Sonic lore all across the board, from the comics to Sonic Prime, you know, to the games, and by extension, even the movies. But, you know, that is what they're a part of. That's what Ian Flynn is a part of. So it's only, it's only up to him and those that Sega appointed along with him, you know, to decide when and where we get these characters. And I think it is going to be soon. We just don't, like I said, we just don't know when and where... You know, the hints 
you know, the references, the acknowledgments are going to be more strongly showcased in the comic or even the games, you know, when that time happens. But like I said, I think mostly it will be the comics. It's just a matter of time. But I think when we start seeing, you know, in the comics and reading, you know, a lot of stronger hints and acknowledgments and references, you know, that's when you'll know we're getting closer and closer to that moment. But to basically wonder if Sega needs permission to use these characters, no, they don't. Because these characters basically could be used at any time. The only thing that may happen, and everybody has pretty much pointed this out, the only thing that may happen is things might change. One of the things that Ian Flynn indicated in his shipping uh, Q&A he did uh, yesterday for Valentine's Day is that we would probably not get a Bunny Antoine relationship or marriage because that's an Archie thing. It doesn't mean we wouldn't get the characters, you know, similar to what we saw in Archie personality-wise with a few changes here and there. We just wouldn't get them as a couple. You know, same with Sally. You know, we might get Sally as we know her personality-wise with a few changes, but it would be, a you know, kind of a different take on her, you know, to fit into that universe. Like, the personality is what we know of, you know, the characteristics are what we know of, but there are going to be a few tweaks here and there to kind of, you know, showcase that this Sally is different in some ways, some major ways, as not much than what she is from Archie Comics, and so on. But to basically come out and say, oh, they would need permission, no, they wouldn't. Because they own the characters, and they can do what they want with the characters. And like I said, the reason they're not using, utilizing them right now is because they want to focus on rebuilding the lore first before they do it. Especially when it comes to the comic. Because the comic is an extension of the gaming world, so they're going to want to use that first, you know, as a platform to really help get people, you know, into what's going on with Sonic as we speak. Now... With that said, uh, I was recently watching one of Mega Beatman's uh, videos, his reviews, on IDW issue 57 of IDW Sonic. And he was wondering about something in that issue about a character that made her on screen, well, she's been on screen, but as a background character, but made her on screen in active duty debut with this issue. That character is called Lanoline. Yes, the same name you would expect from the sheep character from uh, U.S. Acres, Lanoline the Lamb here makes her on-screen, you know, in-action comic debut with issue 57. And I will admit that from what I've heard and read, you know, from other people's perspective... She gives off the vibes of a Sally a little bit when, you know, she gets on Sonic for, you know, acting the way he did. So I don't know if Lanoline is maybe being used as a test subject to see whether or not, you know, fans would enjoy having a character like that, you know, always be around Sonic. Whether they're friends with him, but they won't tolerate his BS. Maybe to prep people and get them ready for a certain princess or a certain character by the name of Sally, you know, down the line. We don't know. If it is, hey, 
you know, that's a great way to, you know, kind of test those grounds. I'll, I'll put it that way. But one of the things that Mega Beatman brought up was a concern. Because you see, he brought up that Lanoline is basically a character that's created by someone exclusively for the comic. And that he's kind of fearful if this individual that created her specifically for the comic was to pull a Ken Penders, if you will, and leave, that if her character is still being utilized in the comic, that that artist that created her would want royalties. And that if they didn't get royalties, they would do what Penders did and take our, uh, IDW and by extension Sega to court. And it's understandable why Mega Beatman and probably others you know, feel this way, because if this was to happen, it would pretty much, you know, basically mean that, you know, no matter what person, not what, not what person, but what company, comic book publisher, if you will, you go to, to do a Sonic comic or a licensed comic of any kind, that no matter what you do, no matter who you go to, that if you're going to do the comic, you mainly may have to just utilize the established characters owned by the licensee. In this case, being Sega. So, I can understand, like I said, I can understand Matt's concerns. I can understand other people that feel the same way. But I don't think they have anything to worry about. And here's why. Here's why. Mainly because of the fact that I think when they created this partnership with IDW, Sega basically made sure to cover all their bases. Year after year since this partnership began, Sega has made sure to, in my opinion, cover all the bases so they do not have a repeat of what happened with Archie Comics and the likes of Ken Penders and such. And why do I say that? Because I believe that when Lanoline was created for the comic, and maybe the comic only, Sega made sure in the agreement with IDW that if any characters are created specifically only for the comic, that basically those characters right off the bat, even if they're created by somebody else, like if Ian Flynn said, hey, I'm going to create so-and-so character for the comic and everything, that character, even though Ian Flynn originally created it, it's an OC of his own, that character, by debuting in IDW Sonic, would become property of Sega. And that's why I think Sega is covering their bases. That any character that's created specifically for their comic with IDW is, their, is now their property. That includes Lanoline the Lamb. So I don't think, I don't think anybody that, you know, is wondering the same thing like, you know, Matt, Mega Beatman, you know, is wondering of whether or not we could see a repeat of history, you know, you know, with um, this uh, creator of Lanoline the Lamb and IDW, like we saw with Ken Penders and Archie Comics, I don't think we have to worry about that. Because from my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I can tell, it looks like Sega is not taking any chances this time. It's like they're saying, yeah, you can create the character, you can make them a comic exclusive, but, you know, once you put them in that comic... In any role, especially if it's a major on-screen role, then that character automatically becomes our property. Which means if they want to, if they want to in a future Sonic game, because they want to try to connect a lot of things, 
if they want to reference her or even have her as a background character, you know, in that game, especially with a cutscene, then they then they would have all the rights in their in their means to do so because of the partnership here with IDW and the agreement that everybody had to agree to that this character is now Sega property. And to me, I, that's why I don't think we really have to worry whether or not we would have a repeat of Penders and Archie again, you know, with, you know, this situation. Because, like I said, I think, you know, Sega's covering all the bases. They're making sure. IDW, you can publish our book. We're going to work out and have a great partnership, hopefully, with you. But here's the catch. Whatever characters your artists or writers create specifically for the book... Once they're put into that book, no matter what, or whatever situation you put them in, they automatically become our characters. So, I don't think, I don't think when it comes to the landline character, you know, that was created, you know, for specifically as a background character, now as an active member, I don't think we have to worry about anything, you know, happening you know, with that character in the foreseeable future. I don't think we have to worry about, you know, this character not appearing anymore if the artist decides to leave or all that, because I think and believe Sega has covered their bases. They've learned the lesson is what they've done. They've gone and learned the lesson. They've realized, yeah, we made a mistake. We didn't have all our ducks in check when it came to Archie. Now we do with IDW. So that's why I don't think anybody like Mega Beatman or anybody else has anything to worry about. Anyway, though, guys, I know it sounds like I rambled a little bit, but I just wanted to come on here, give you my thoughts as to why, you know, uh, Sega would not need, will not need any permission whatsoever to utilize the characters in any Sonic properties, whether it's the games or the IDW comics or whatever, because they own the characters. Just like, in my opinion, they now own this Lana Line Lamb character that has been in IDW comic, IDW Sonic comics as a background character for some time up until this point. You know, so I don't think, you know, you have to worry about this character disappearing and you don't have to worry whether or not Sega has to get permission because they will have all the rights in their corner. They will have all the aces in their corner to say, yeah, these characters are now ours, no, you know, no matter what people might say. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. Comment below, live chat, donate, premiere, like the video. And until next time, guys, I am out.